Greetings, friends. It's me again, and uh, today I got someone new. So, what's your name, sir? I'm CC Heidel. Yeah, everybody knows CC. CC. Last week I posted some food from uh, Bistro New Orleans. But this is the man who's responsible for that good food. CC, where are you, you from? So I am from New Orleans. Right. Uh, families from New Orleans. Mm -hmm. Grand families from New Orleans. Grew up there, grew up in the culture, right. grew up with the food. Yeah, good, good, good. And uh, when I moved around the United States, I, I realized that if I wanted legitimate, authentic New Orleans food, I had to make it. Cool, cool, cool. Even in New York City. All right, all right. So we're going to get back to the food in a bit. Sure. Um, tell us a little bit about um, you know, how long have you been in Japan? What okay. brought you to Japan? <clears throat> yeah. So um, by trade, I'm an English teacher, so I taught English, high school English in the States uh, for 25 years. Uh, was a little dissatisfied with my last job, you know, just the conditions. Met a woman, Japanese woman, and she said, well, they could use somebody like you in Japan. You know, a professional English teacher. And then upon moving here, that's why my wife's a lawyer. And uh, so she was. That. You didn't know that, huh? I didn't know that. Yes, she has two law degrees. All right. right. You better behave yourself. <laughs> Let me get this up here so we can capture each other here. Right? Okay, good. Are we good now? Yeah, we're, we're good. good. Yeah. So uh, we met, we got engaged, I decided to move to Japan. Unfortunately, it doesn't make a difference if you have a rocket ship. Nobody wants to buy it. So it didn't make a difference how good an English teacher I was. They weren't interested in somebody like me. Right. So I tried to figure out what I wanted to do because I didn't want to work 700 jobs. Right. And, you know, I knew how to do this. Because, again, like I said, if I wanted to make good right. New I had to make it. You know, if I wanted to eat it. You know, outside of the Orleans, that is. Cool. So, I mean, you were dissatisfied with the job and you decided, all right. I moved to Japan. Moved to Japan. I mean, my wife's smart, intelligent. Right. And, you know, she didn't know that there wasn't a need, uh, a, a want, I guess, because there is a need. Right. You know, because we've all, you know, we, we've all taught English here, so we know how that goes. But, and yes, I'm complaining about the Japanese education system. <laughs> But, but I'm not going to touch that. Yeah, yeah, right. Not today, not today. Well, yeah, that's maybe that's a, well, we'll, yeah, for we'll talk about time. that when we shut the camera. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. so I mean, how long did you teach here in Japan? I taught here in Japan for about three years. Three years. And when I realized that I was not going to be full time in a job that was rewarding for me. Uh, you know, I mean, I had some jobs at, at, at unis, but I was always part-time. And so I said, well, no, I'm, I'm not going to hop around. So what can I do? So I toyed with the idea of opening up a school. And then I realized that the schools I worked at, worked in, whether they were um, Ikaiwas or Jukus or... Uh, you know, regular high schools or, or universities that, given the climate here, the chances of me being successful were weren't very high. 
Right. I mean, the restaurant business in and of itself is not one that lends itself to an easy buck by any means. But I think, um, uh, but I decided to do that instead. And so I started with the basics that I knew, and I picked it up from there. Which were what were the basics? Hold on a minute. Oh, the gumbo. Let me flip this flip sure. camera. See if, right. see if we can get a better angle here. Yeah, uh, I think this is good. Yeah, that, that this is good. There we go. Yeah, yep. it's a bit high, but uh, that's all right. Yeah, yeah, we we're both here now. I kind of right. like this view. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They can see it, yeah, yeah. They got clean nose. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> All right, so, so what were the basics? What did you start with? Uh, so, the gumbo is basic. Yeah. And so, I've been making that since, you know, ever since I left New Orleans. Right. Um, What's in the gumbo? Uh, so, the gumbo that I make here, because okra's available. So, it's okra, the standard uh, trinity of onions, Green peppers, celery, um, uh, some thyme. That's Trinity? That's four. Oh, well, no, the thyme is just the earth. I haven't been to church in a long time. Okay. So, um, and then there's, you know, some garlic and, you know, your aromatics and, and uh, so, but as far as the proteins in there, mine has uh, sausage, uh, some chicken, crab. Whoa! We're back. Yeah, we're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. Uh, some Don't crab and some shrimp. Right. I shouldn't touch this camera. Here we go. Don't touch it. All right. I won't touch it. I'm not touching it. Okay. It was my bad person. Bad person. Right. Some crab and some chicken. Yes. And uh, shrimp. Shrimp. That's quite a mix. Yes. Is that um the you know that's that's something that people really go for? Well, yes. And it, it, it's interesting because people ask me. Is gumbo a soup or a stew? And the answer, most New Orleanians would look at you and say, it's gumbo. It's gumbo. Right. And it's, it's a, you, you, you saw what? You, you put all these things and then you put some rice in it. Oh, uh, yeah. After you finish the base, then you know, we serve it with rice. Right. You serve it with rice or it's cooked with rice? No, no, no. That's jambalaya. That's cooked jambalaya. Yeah. All right. We're getting my, my food right. mixed yeah. up, right? So, gumbo, so most of our dishes are served. Uh, over rice, right, and not a, a a plain white rice, nothing fancy, um, because you want the dish to shine, um, and then some people like a lot of rice, some people like no rice, it's up to them, it's individual, but, and then I went with a shrimp creole, which is a, kind of a Spanish creole dish, you know, it's tomatoes, a little paprika, you know, it's a red sauce, basically. Um, uh, the uh, spicy fried chicken. Mm -hmm. That's the Cajun chicken? Yes. I love that. So stuff. I call it that here, right. Back what is the spice chicken? Fried chicken, fried chicken. And um, well, I call it the karaage here because it's also boneless. Ah, okay. You know, people say, why don't you make bone-on chicken? Well, it's, hard, it's hard to find bone-on chicken in Japan. Mm -hmm. A bone-in, I guess is what I would say. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Right. We're, we've been here a while, we've been here a while. Cool. I mean, so how, um, how long have you been doing Bistro New Orleans? Okay, so we've been here about seven and a half years. Yeah. I was here at the beginning. I yes. was here when he was going around and giving everybody a taste of right. the that was to come, yeah? Right, so I had this tasting party. Right. Remember, yes, right? yes, yes, yes. So yeah. yeah, and the tasting That's parties right. went well, so we decided to do it. Right, so seven years. Yeah. And it's been going well. It seems to be going well. Well, um... 
like with any business like this, you know, there are lots of ups and downs, and people tend to be a little fickle. I think it's a little more difficult in terms of because it's unique. I won't get the visit from Japanese folks who don't get it. Like there are people who've been in New Orleans and want to go to New Orleans, would like jazz or what have you, and so they're wandering. People who wander past the window find it interesting. Mm -hmm. They may come in. Right. Usually, it's it's Japanese women that do it. Um, I remember somebody asked me. And this is I always kind of go back to this. People ask me. They say, "Hey, how are you going to market?" You know, because people always say, well, "What's it like being a businessman?" And I don't like to define myself as a businessman only. I mean, yeah, I'm running a business, but it, that to me suggests that. I'm sorry, it's all right. Yep, we believe in prophecy. Right. You got the good stuff. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, can I show you? I show, uh, 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 show you later. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm not eating now. It's, it's good stuff. It's cabbage with what? CC, tell us what. Oh, so what I did with the uh, most coleslaw. Let me move it. Oops. Okay, whoops. Let me move it. We're show. back. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's right here. There it is. It's right. right here. It's right here. Got it. So on the top here. Mm -hmm. These are fried chicken crackers, you know, yes. chicken skin. Chicken skin. Yes. I like that stuff. Yeah, that's really, really good. <laughs> and, you know, I kind of got a thought because the chicken I serve is mm -hmm. is uh, skinless chicken. Right. So what am I going to do with the skin? Uh-huh. So, you know, people say, well, cool coleslaw right. and crunchy chicken. Okay. Why not? Make it good. Good. So and we started doing that. And it's good. Yes. It and also good. the coleslaw. Uh-huh. Most coleslaw are mayonnaise based. Right. And that's fine. This one is vinegar based. Uh, vinegar, yeah. Yep. It's a little bit of honey and there's also some mustard. Mm. So it's kind of like a honey mustard, but not honey that, mustard. not that, not that, uh, I guess I call it baby food in the 80s and 90s. <laughs> Remember that honey mustard sauce that McDonald's used to give you? Nothing like that. Nothing like that. No, we use a whole grain mustard, it's apple good. cider vinegar, we, you know, mm. it's, it's, it's crafted. So, uh, so people who hate coleslaw because they hate the mayonnaise mm. come here and they love this. Right. And it goes because really I'm not good. a big mayonnaise fan myself. So I came here what a couple weeks ago. This and I had this. I'm like, I did. I did ask for a second. <laughs> I hear you. I don't blame mm. you. Right. It's good. It's good. Uh, mm. So you were saying your main customers are well. It's about half and half, mm -hmm. you know, um, which, you know, given that foreigners only make up 2% of the population here, right. you know, you can make an argument saying that it's mostly foreigners, because mm -hmm. 50% of mine. But what I found interesting, and this happened um, not last night, the night before last, almost always, if I get a visitor, uh, a foreigner, especially Western, who, be, who don't live in Japan but are visiting. I come in and invariably I say, how much longer will you be in Osaka? And they say, oh, well, we're leaving tomorrow. Or we're leaving the day after tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, what brought you in here? And they go, we love Japanese food. We like the way it's done. You know, it's usually kind of like what we would say, uh, one or two tastes. Really well executed. 
Mm -hmm. But there's also something to be said for the party in your mouth. <laughs> you know, you're Jamaican. Yeah. Right? We need that fire. Right. Give me yeah, that you fire. You need that. I need more than one thing going on. Mm. I mean, sometimes. Mm. You know, I appreciate good sashimi, sushi, mm. good ramen, which is good. Yeah. Um, Love the food. Right. But I think sometimes they get a little... And then they're just tired. They're like tired. Mm. And they're like... So they always, and it's funny how many of those people mm. end up here. Mm. You know. That's good. That's good. That's good. So, uh, I'm also... I was, just like I said, two nights ago, mm. these two uh, Aussie professors were here for a conference. And I said, when are you leaving? They said, tomorrow. And I said, what you brought you in? They go, ah, we've, you know, eaten enough Japanese food. You know. They never had it. Right. And so they came here. Mm -hmm. um, people from New Orleans and southern Louisiana that come here. Right. Coming for that um, well, yeah, right. Well, and I always get a, an interesting response from them. They come in maybe after the third or fourth time, and they say, Cece, I have something to admit to you. And I go, it's okay. And they go, I go, you didn't want to come here right away because you thought it was going to suck. And they're like, yeah, not insulted at all. You didn't know me. You didn't know. You just saw that there was a New Orleans restaurant. Right. And we, all of us from New Orleans who have not lived at home, have had our hearts broken. Right. Broken. So broken that you can't break it anymore. I lived in New York. And I loved eating in New York because I love eating. Mm -hmm. Can't you tell? But, uh, <laughs> Your brothers. Food brothers. Don't worry about it. Tell me about it. <laughs> so, um, I love eating in New York because it didn't take long for me to find people to ask, okay, where are you from? Oh, I'm Ethiopian. Where do you go? You know, okay, I can, and then I'd go to where they go to eat, not a chain or you know, what have you. And so, same with. I had students that were Peruvian. Like, where do y'all go to eat when your mom doesn't cook at home? And I would go to those places. Invariably, it's always a chore to find a New Orleans place. And invariably, it disappoints. There was one place in Harlem, run by a New Orleans family, which has since closed, but as soon as I had their gumbo, I knew it was the real thing. So the gumbo is, is, the, is the what do you call it? The, the, it's that it's that test. Yeah. You know? That's definitely a test. Right? You know, once you I've had what people have called gumbo and I thought it wasn't bad. Mm -hmm. This is not a bad dish, but it's not gumbo. <laughs> it's not. It's, I mean, you know, I'm not gumbo. trying to be an asshole, but yeah, <laughs> it's just not gumbo. It, it doesn't resonate. Right. You know, like gumbo, and, and especially, I remember once I was making it at the last school I was working at in New York. And so they had a, a whole mac room, and so nobody was using it. So I made a pot of gumbo. And someone came and tasted it. And I said, this isn't done yet. And they go, what do you mean? It's all together. And I go, give me about 45 minutes, and then it'll turn into gumbo. 45 now, I don't, well, after all that, it really takes about three, four hours to do. 
I mean, people say you can make gumbo in an hour. That's a, that's a hurry up gumbo. Right. So the gumbo takes a while to come together. Yes. Sounds like cooking Jamaican food. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. In fact, I was just telling the gentleman here. Gumbo did not become part of the, uh, the New Orleans culture and Southern Louisiana culture until after the Haitian Revolution. Because okra, which is a West African, I mean, gumbo is a West African word for okra. Right. They keep saying that was a theory, and I'm like, I just asked the West African. Ezekiel. The violin ah, yes, yes, yes. His father's from the Congo. Right. And I said, easy, so what do you call that little seed pod thing? He goes, oh, the gumbo? And I went, yeah, I don't know why you just ask anybody from West Africa. It's just crazy. You anyway. got to see easy play. Yeah. yeah. Easy, absolutely. Yeah, it's a real treat. It's a real treat. Right, right, right. Um, He's played here a few times. Yeah. yeah, I keep trying to get him in, but you know, Nobody comes here to play to make money. Uh, you know, so I tell the artist, play whatever you want. Right. And charge whatever you want, you know, because they keep all that money. I don't, I mean, I do the shows because maybe uh, more people will come and experience the food. Right, right. But I'm not doing it just to put people in the seats. Right. And I'm not going to... I'm not a music house, no. and I'm not going to tell the artists what they can and can't do. So you're saying then, an artist yeah. out there, you can come here and talk to CC. Yeah, if you want to play, you, want to play, you can play. Um, it's a nice spot. It's intimate, right? I mean, I, I'll I, show them the spot in a little bit, right? As well. But it's intimate, and the acoustics are wonderful. Beautiful. Yeah, I because all the glass is behind the musicians, uh -huh. so there's nothing to bounce off the glass, and we don't get any of that. CC knows his sound, sound management right there, right? right. Yeah, that. Well, I got lucky. <laughs> <laughs> I got lucky. Yeah, I got lucky. All right, good, good, good. So, I mean, if, if people want to contact you, do you have an Instagram, Facebook? Um, so, Instagram is uh, Bistro New Orleans. I put it up there when I edit this. Yes. And uh, Facebook, again, we have a page and a group. Um, I'm also on Facebook, CC, two initials, C and a C, like CC Lemon. Right, yeah. If, if they're Japanese. <laughs> if they're Japanese. And then Haido, H-A-Y-D-E-L. Um, and so you can find me like that. And, um, you know, at some point, maybe we'll get a chance to talk again. Yeah, yeah. And I can even, maybe even walk you all through the menu, let you know... But well, well, uh, take a couple, take, 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 take a few seconds. Tell, I mean, okay, what do you so recommend for somebody who has never had New Orleans? Well, definitely food. come here and have the gumbo. The gumbo, um, because it's it's. I've had people come here, mm -hmm. have my gumbo, having never had gumbo before, right? And then go back to like Australia, like Melbourne, right? Which is a food city, right? And or New York, or and then right back and go. I had gumbo at this place, and it's nothing like it. And it's true. Now you can go to New Orleans and have gumbo like that. The gumbo has seafood in it. I have a lot of friends who can't eat seafood. What do you recommend for that? Ah, okay. So, the jambalaya, which is really a dish where you can put anything in. There are seafood jambalayas, but right. I have enough seafood dishes here. So, my jambalaya has chicken and sausage in it. Mm -hmm. uh, the dirty rice has... Um, that's a, a beef and chicken dish, mm -hmm. right? What's it called, a dirty rice? Oh, it looks dirty. <laughs> you know, it's funny. When, when I had someone give ask a, me... Give us a peek of, of the dirty rice. Can you see the dirty rice? Is, is it there? That's it? Yeah, look at that. 
looks dirty. It looks like dirty rum. It looks like a Jamaican one pot, though. Oh, absolutely. Right? Just like that. So yep. everything in it. Yep. Okay. And jambalaya is the same. Okay. You know, if you find somebody that will say, if I've been served jambalaya in New York, where they took some white rice and poured some stuff over it, I'm like, it's not jambalaya. That's not it. You cook the rice inside of the gravy. Mm. Mm -hmm. Same with the dirty rice. Right. Um, the dirty rice is more of a Cajun dish, whereas the jambalaya I serve is a Creole jambalaya. Cajun jambalaya does not use any tomato. Creole jambalaya always has some tomato. Right. So there's the red and the brown. This uh -huh. how they generally. Okay, that's how you get that dirty look. Yes. All right. All right. Um, and actually, well, like I mentioned the shrimp creole earlier, which is a good. Kind of dish where if you go to someone's house and they're having a celebration, you might find that. Right. right. And then I have some things that I rotate. Like for now, this winter, I have an oyster stew. That's my mama used to make it. All right. So it tastes like mama's cooking. Anything that tastes like mama's cooking must be good. Right. And grandma's cooking. Right. I called my grandmother when I moved to New York. I called my grandmother. And I asked her about her gumbo recipe. Uh, she wasn't on her deathbed, nothing at the last minute. But I moved to New York and I had planned to stay there for a while. Let me ask her now so I don't have to. Yeah. And so I got an idea of what she did. And then, you know, I made it based on her recipe. Sounds good. So you're having the generations of. Absolutely. Good stuff. Absolutely. And then some of the uh, other items are just things that I've had in New Orleans and I just developed myself. Okay, so, all right, we talked about the food. Let me see if I can show people what the kitchen looks like. Oops, over there. So you, our kitchen you, is here? Yeah, you got people. Say hello, say hello over there. You got people over there in the kitchen. They, those, those are Cece's hands. <laughs> she just lit up. Right, he got the drinks. If you are into the drinks, right, the food is being whipped up. You 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 gave them the the secret to the to the stuff, right? Some of it. Some of it. Some of it. <laughs> Can't give them everything. And right now he's having an event. You know, people just doing language exchange and stuff, right? All right, pretty good. Well, see, see. Uh, yes, 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 yes. I, I'm going to take some pictures and drop them in here and uh, drop your web page and Terrific. so people can find you. Absolutely. And guess what? Let me tell you, when you come here, you've got to get, you know what I'm going to recommend, Susie? What am I going to recommend? Uh, the bread pudding? That's right. <laughs> you've got to get the bread pudding. The bread pudding. Mm. Get the one with uh, the ginger. I like you the raisin, but recently he had me try <laughs> one with strawberry. It was good. Strawberry ginger. Strawberry ginger. That's good stuff. That's we do a stuff. bunch of different ones too. Right. I do a coconut. I do. I do everything but the raisin. <laughs> what does he have against me? Huh? Come it's on, it's not me. It's just the raisins. raisins. All right. It's right. just right. the raisins. <laughs> I don't hate them. Don't hate it. I just like strawberries and cherries and coconut and blueberries and all that better. I do like currants. So when I when I, I used to make bread puddings, like even when I didn't have the restaurant, I would use berries, but instead of using raisins, I would use currants, which are, they're in the same family. 
<laughs> we could talk all day about food and about New Orleans and CC. How many how long have you been here now? I've been in Japan for 10 years. 10 years, right? And uh, uh, Bistro New Orleans has been here for seven. Seven, right? So it's been here a while. We could, we could talk for a long time. This is just part yeah. one. You might have been in CC. Thank you very Thank much. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Peace out. All right. Talk to you later. You got it. Everybody doing tonight? They look like people looking for a drink. Look at them. Uh, get them shoulder going. They're look like, see, see, give me the drink. Give me the drink. Uh. <laughs> right? I, I once cooked um, for 60 people. Right. And that's when I realized I don't want to cook. <laughs> right. I love cooking. Right. I love cooking, but I mean, doing many different dishes because you're a vegetarian. So yeah. I, got, I had to cook vegetarian and. You know, did yeah. I did a fish? I did a jerk right. chicken. I did a rice and peas. Right. Some, and, you know, lots of. Well, I will stuff. say this. Right. And you know, from my days as a teacher, mm -hmm. and and one of my strongest attributes as a teacher, and as a test taker, you know, when I was a student, I find interesting. So you know, people say you go to your strength, you know, until you get better at things. Mm -hmm. So my strength was always, um, I can't come up with a word now because, uh, <laughs> see, right, uh, analogies. Right. So I was always good with analogies. When I took standardized tests, I would murder the analogy section. And then when I became a teacher, it became easier for me to do, you know, to teach through analogy. Mm -hmm. um, and different ones, you know, not everybody follows the same ones. You know, you got to be adaptable. Right. And so when I tell people about cooking, like, for instance, uh, the guy here, Anthony, the new guy, um, he, uh, he was a houseman. So when I explain to him uh, some of the processes that we do, mm -hmm. I don't know much about house painting at all. You know, like, ah. I mean, you know, if you say, here's a brush, go paint that house, I can do that, I think, I think. But... So I'll always ask about a certain process. So I go, when I do this thing, you know, like, if you don't mix the paint, it's all screwed up. Right. It's like, yeah, that's it. If you don't do this, and then you paint, and then you cook the rest of it, it's ruined. Ah. Uh, this, you so got you, you get it. You get it from that, right? Yeah. Right. Mm. So, okay, I get it now. Right. Because no, you got to understand <laughs> how important it is. You can relate, right? Right. Right. Oh, I see. So it, it will get all fucked up mm. if I don't, if, if, if I do, if I rush it, mm -hmm. if I do this part before this part. Right. So, uh, but again, like you, my biggest weakness is probably the fact that I'm not necessarily comfortable cooking for 120 people. Right. That kind of thing for me. Is and for some people, mm. I admire them. Right. I, 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 you know, there are people who can imagine, and I do the same thing with, with musicians. Mm. You know, there are, I found out by meeting musicians here, like, like I'll hear a name, and like the musicians are like, ooh, that guy was here, and I'm like, yeah, mm -hmm. he is one of the best studio musicians in the world. Right. That's a thing, and they go, you'd be shocked. <laughs> yeah. There are people who, they're not interested in playing. For any, for, 
and, 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 audiences, and, and, right? And okay, but you get him in the studio, and you're like, I need him, 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 him. Right. No, I don't want the famous dude from right. this group. I want him. Right. Right. Same thing with chefs. Mm. Some people have great knife skills, mm. but can't even toast bread. Oh my God. Some people can make these. Some people can put out 500 fucking plates. You know, they, they can organize a crew right. and put out 500 plates right. and, 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 and get these people all done. And, and, and they understand that. That's not my thing. I'm not going to say that I'm super creative because I'm not. I think what I am is I know how to... I know how to make everything better. I can make it, it, anything. I can I can make it better. You know, and there's some things that I've come up with. Um, for instance, I had a this black eyed pea. What and in cooking terms, they call it a, a, a compote. A compote. Right. Um, you know, so it's kind of a highly flavored kind of. Like a blueberry compote would be like almost like blueberry preserves, but even more concentrated, right? right? So I did a black eyed pea compote in which I cooked them in not just water, but a, a, a high amount of collagen from the ears. What? So you cook pig ears for like four hours, six hours, they're not crunchy anymore. All of that turns into collagen and gelatin, and it's that's how you get body in a dish without adding fat, right? So if something tastes really rich, but not fatty, probably has a lot of collagen. Yeah. Like, yeah. I gotta check it out. Don't sniff any of that collagen on me. <laughs> it's actually pretty good for you. Although you can't get healthy by eating it. Mm. Although the, you know, the, the hucksters on the Japanese TV will tell you. No it says collagen is so healthy for you. It'll make you younger. I'm like, good for not your if skin. you eat it. Yeah, right. But, um, so I got the idea of doing hummus compote, almost salad-like. And what I realized when I started doing my ingredients was, is rather than have it everything melded together to this symphony of flavor, right? You know, like this this one thing. I said, let me see. Y'all are nasty. Can, can, I have a, can, I, can I have another? You're nasty. Yes, please. Um, and that, uh, so I wanted each individual ingredient to come through. And if you do it right, depending on the proportions of everything, you can make one, okay, I want this to come out first, then this, then this, then this. You know, and nobody telling you, know, I'm not formally trained. But being a, a former English teacher, I read, 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 right. read. You watch other chefs too, right? I do. Right? Um, I mean, you know, you can see me even here sometimes. I'll be watching you too. But I get... You give it that CC flavor. Right. But I get impatient really fast. <laughs> because I'm like, I, I don't care about your... Some people go on too long, they go, yeah, I just remember when I'm like, okay, I don't mind the story. Get into the cooking. <laughs> Tell me what you're doing. Right. Here we have a pork belly, and... This is real good pork belly. Pork belly from the Berkshires. If you don't know where the Berkshires are, 
Shut up. <laughs> I'll look it up if I want to know. I mean, I'm, I'm that kind of person, so I'm going to hear all of that. So, oh, so, but, uh, so, just like when I picked up a lot of magazines, mm-hmm. you know, I would buy a lot of cooking magazines, not so many books. And, but, and I only had a subscription to two. Mm-hmm. Because those two, every, every month, there was something that I could use. So, the so other ones, you want to share those books with us? So, the first one I recommend, magazine you get, uh, is called Cook's Illustrated. Cook's Illustrated. And then there's another one called Cook's Country. Cook's Country. Mm-hmm. It's the same people. Same people. Yeah, I don't Different know why name. I got two magazines. <laughs> So they're based in Vermont. Right. Now, I don't... The reason I got interested in those is because it wasn't so much about the exact recipes, but they do a lot of food science, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Some of it's simple science, some of it is a little more complicated. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm learning how these ingredients work. Ah. Which cuts of meat to use for right. what? Like, you, you don't... You don't you don't cook a filet mignon for four hours in a stew. Right. You get dry, you've ruined a piece of meat. Right. Right. How long should you cook it? Filet? Honestly, a filet mignon should be cooked rare. Because it doesn't Don't come hit. to Jamaica and tell us that. Yeah, I know. We don't play that. <laughs> yeah. Burn that meat. <laughs> Yeah, you want a ribeye. Uh, burn yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> but the filet is so delicately flavored. Right. Right. So you really just want it warm through. Um, and it doesn't have a strong flavor. Like, like say, muscles from the shoulder and, and, and here. Right. They were hard. But they are not quick cooking steaks. They're not even even if you cook it well done, it's not gonna it's gonna be chewy and it's it's not gonna be unpleasant. However, if you cook those, for instance, I do know for a fact, and I keep waiting for somebody to try to give me some, they won't do it. Maybe you can help me out. I do know that the original jerk is pork. I knew that. Uh perhaps. Yes, yeah. you, you might very yeah, right. The jerk chicken was apparently Later. Um, came later because that was easier to serve to tourists. Right. Because they were afraid. I don't know what part of the pig that is. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Some will disagree. <laughs> like me. Well, if you don't clean it, then you shouldn't eat it. But many, 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 many yeah. Jamaicans love that. that. Yeah. We call it Trenton or the Arnold. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah, no. There's so many names for it. Yeah. What do you call it? Is there any other name for pork? Oh. Uh, is there a name for what? Pork. The pig. Um, uh, Local name. In Jamaica, it's Arnold. 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 Trenton. Uh, oh, wow. Yes. Uh, and, and my friends out there might be able to tell me some other names. I see. I see. But I think, um, uh, but whether it's pork or or even even beef. Right. Your harder working muscles have to be cooked for uh, what they say, low and slow. Uh-huh. Low temperature, long time. Like barbecue. Low love. Real, yes. Right? Yes. Give it some low love. Um, whereas your higher end cuts of meat are cooked more quickly. Um, so, excuse me. Um, so, Cook's Illustrated, I remember first seeing it, they'd be like, okay, which 
cuts of which cuts of beef cook the best under. And so they would go to the they have a test kitchen. Right. A dedicated test kitchen. And so there are things like uh um, yes. Say that again? For me, it wasn't about the exact flavors of a recipe. Right. A lot of times, I look at a recipe, and sometimes it is about what flavors are going in. Right. And I can care less about the protein. Right. Shrimp, whatever. Oh, I want to see how they do these flavors. You know, like a like a Thai curry, you know, or Jamaican curry. Yeah, man. You know, or or something like that. So I'm more concerned with those flavors. Right. But only that. Like I worry about the meat later. And in other instances, I'm worried about, I, 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 what I care about is, is what cut or what method is best for this protein. Right. Seafood, trip, the type of, the type of fish. Right. What, how do I, and then I'll combine all that later. This one's on me. Yeah. Enjoy. <laughs> That's a good move. Yeah, I thought you for That's what my brother and I used to say. My brother and I used to say. That was the way my brother and I used to say that another woman was beautiful. I say, hey, Chris. What do you think that song is? He goes, yeah, I'll fight you, bro. Because we're a little too. I'm like, people say, what? I'm like, no, we don't fight over men. That's just a joke. Right. It's just a joke. That's just crazy. Joke. Right, yeah. So, uh -huh. thank you. Cheers. Cheers. So, with Cook's Illustrated, I would learn, because quite honestly, the, the actual recipes in that magazine I find to be not boring, but not. They're not possessed. Right. You gotta give it that little fizz. Right. Right? But what I was but I knew what I was learning right. by reading this magazine. Right. Whereas I get something like Savour. And Savour is all about the flavor. To me, I don't know what Savour is. Tell me what Savour is. Well, Savour is another cooking magazine. <laughs> yeah. I, I so was thinking that's I got into Savour, right. <laughs> so I got into Savour because they had what okay we're gonna do this with these spices we're gonna right. do this with these spices right. we're gonna do this with these spices so and so is gonna write a guest column and she's gonna tell us how she makes this uh, and then there are the other magazines Bon Appetit and all those other ones but I would just go to the bookstore and kind of uh, I don't care about pie not pretty bad <laughs> I don't care about this cake, so not put it back. You, yeah. you try these these dishes that you find in magazines, the ones that you're interested in. Right, or I'll, say for instance, I'll, uh, so what I did was this. For instance, I know how to make, I can make a Jamaican style oxtail. I can do that. You can do that? Yes. Well, see, see, I, I'm here for the case. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Get me that right. oxtail. Yeah, I know I will. I'll tell you though. I, when, when, when did the oxtail start costing a million dollars? It, it's, it's expensive. Right? It's expensive. 
it's expensive. It's a fucking tank. I, I only cook it on special occasions. Yeah, absolutely. You got you put it, you cook in the pressure pot? Um, the first time, no. Now it takes it takes forever without that. Uh, yeah. You got to do a big Dutch oven, right? Mm. It took forever. <laughs> so I did an experiment and I did a Creole version, mm. right? So I knew how to treat the oxtails. Right. In terms of how to treat the meat. Yeah. I mean, imagine when I was talking about cuts of meat right. earlier and, and how to imagine quick cooking an oxtail. Uh-uh. You'd be chewing that thing. Yeah. That's not what I wanted to say. Nothing. I wanted to use the FM no, and the MF where it came from. Yeah, but I um so you'll just be gnawing on that, you might say, I might as well eat it raw. Right. 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 But it, you, you gotta that, cook it down slow. Right. And that goes for any kind of soda. An hour, a couple of hours. But a pressure pot, it might take you an hour, hour, hour and a half. Right, and even then, I like I like three hours. Three hours. Yeah. It's slow cooking that real, real, real slow and low. Because, yeah, because when I do my roast beef here, that cooks for two and a half hours. And it's all show. When are you doing that roast beef? You just put it up on Facebook. Yeah, I'll let you know. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, it's a regular menu item. Yeah. I do it in the sandwich. Sandwich. Oh, that roast beef is in the sandwich. That's but it's not sliced like you think. Oh. See here. That's a big chunk of beef. Yeah. It's it's uh, all falling apart. And that, my friend, is a surf and turf. Look. That is fried shrimp and roast beef. Rich, rich, rich. Roast beef. Hey, um, I miss shrimp with the roast beef. Try it. Ah. It was kind of a new thing in the world. So, a little bit of history. Right. So, surf and turf, originally, originally referred to, like, if you go to an American steakhouse. Right. Surf and turf, the first surf and turf was the filet mignon. Filet mignon. And lobster. Sure, go ahead. Go right ahead. Surf and turf was the the surf was the lobster. Right. Turf was the the, the steak. Okay. Right, but it rhymes, so you know. Surf and turf, yay! Because we liked it. English speakers liked it. Right. So since surf and turf really refers to the sea and the land, um, it still reflects beef. And, and 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 usually uh, a seafood. Right. So at your less expensive places, the serving turf became a steak, maybe not an expensive one, and maybe some shrimp, sautéed or, or steamed or maybe even fried. So I remember at some point, I want to say the '90s. Could be wrong. It could be the '80s, but I don't think so. So all of a sudden, this one place that was famous for its roast beef bull boys said, well, we got a surf and turf now. We got the fried shrimp with it. And when we fry our shrimp in New Orleans, we don't put a batter on it or none of that. You roll it in corn flour, you know, season it with corn flour, um, salt, pepper, cayenne, little paprika. Little garlic powder, yeah, real seasoning. Oh, that sounds like yeah. some serious seasoning. And then you, uh, then you just dust it in corn flour. Don't Do you fry that? Yeah. Oh. Don't put a. That sounds like fire. Thank right. you, sir. Don't put a. I, I don't understand putting, like, if it's a big shrimp, but you know, it's not like chicken where. A, a, a coat, a, you know, a thick coating would be okay. Right. But it's shrimp. 
and, and more often than not. You recommend not. a light coating for the shrimp if you're going to coat it? Yeah. There's no reason to have it. It's almost like this glove over the shrimp, and I'm like, well, I, this ain't about the shrimp. Right? You know, which is why I'm not always a big fan of panko. I, I like the texture. For those who don't know panko, that's breadcrumbs, right? Yes. With the panko, the Japanese-style breadcrumbs are, are much larger. Right. And so it's good for crunch mm -hmm. if you do it right. If you don't do it yeah. right. If you put too much, greasy, it's really, yeah, greasy. Yeah, yeah. Most people don't, don't turn the fire up hot enough for panko, and they're not careful with it. And so it ends up, you've had the things in grocery stores where it's greasy, and you're like, this is not enjoyable. I use it. I use it only a little bit. Yeah. I use it just last I night. I use it, I mash my paper up. You know, when I can't get like small breadcrumbs here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I pick that shit up in the bag. Right. <laughs> Put it in the food processor and chop it fine. Wow. Oh. That's real dusty. Yeah. Ah, that's a light touch. Yes. Thank you, Cece. I learned yeah, something new. Yeah, do that, yeah. Right. But corn flour mm. is what we generally prefer in New Orleans. Um, you know, like um, the Mexicans might call it masa. It's what you make corn tortillas with. In Jamaica, we might call that cornmeal. Cornmeal is a little bigger. Okay. It's a little bigger. Mm. Uh, but you're right, yeah, cornmeal is... It's similar uh, to cornmeal. Yes. Yeah. So, for instance, I fry my fish, uh -huh. my catfish here, mm -hmm. in a mixture of half cornmeal, half flour. Mm -hmm. um, I like... I, frying in all cornmeal can get tricky. Why is that? Dirties your oil. And if you don't have people that have the skill, they'll burn it. Mm. Or they don't cook it enough. You've had them things fried in cornmeal, they taste like... Something like happening on the like, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Y'all didn't cook this. Right. right? Y'all didn't cook it right. What's the secret? With cornmeal, you got, it's best to have a dedicated fryer or a dedicated pan for frying with cornmeal. Oh, okay. Also, Make sure that your, your fish is room temperature. If it's too cold, it's not going to cook through properly, and then your cornmeal starts to burn. Mm. Right? And then just, you know, you got to watch it. But like I said, it, it can get too gritty. You know, some people get a little too excited. I'm like, easy. <laughs> it's, it's supposed to be complimentary, not the star of the show. Right, right. So with these shrimp here, you see, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so in, like with new ones, like I said, you'll see the shrimp and they'll be just dusted in corn flour. So they have a little light coating on there. Right. And so this 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 one. The surfing trip I know about is at a place called Parkway Bakery in New Orleans. And they, um. Oh. Oh! You know, I was about to say that I haven't seen you in forever, and I was going to. I was about to say I haven't seen you in forever, so I was going to call you names and shit. Yeah, do it. Now, you know, she used to work here, right? Mm. Oh, yeah. She used to work here, and that is her brother. Oh, and their other sister used to work here. Okay, and their other brother didn't work here. He is married to their sister. Oh, yeah, I just hire families. Oh my goodness! All right then. 
So I didn't know all of that. Mm. Right. Yeah. All right. Cool. Cool. So, cool. um, I uh, oh here, that's for you. Don't let that go. That's mine. Yeah. Let me put it right here. Right. Yep. That's for when I get hungry later. Absolutely. You're like, yep. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna eat that now. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> I'll have that now. <laughs> so they said well, we gonna try it. It's right. Surf and turn. And because the shrimp are. Because it's about the meat of the shrimp, right, and not some fancy coating, right, which is sometimes okay with the larger shrimp. I'm okay with that. Okay, you know, like when you get them, because you got more meat to work with. Right. Right. Exactly. And so what you do is, you know, you fry them up and you put it in, because people undersell meat and seafood. They can make some really wonderful combinations. Um, pork and shrimp, uh -huh. always good. Yeah. Um, real stronger ones like lamb, nah, that's, that's, that's tough. Too many flavors. Right, and lamb is in, I love lamb. And I didn't have lamb. It's a bit hard too, right? Huh? Hard to cook. Yeah. But now lamb chops mm -hmm. with oysters, yummy. Mm -hmm. Beef and oysters. Bacon and oysters. We have a thing called, uh, there's a dish called, uh, what is it? Ah, it's Angels on Horseback. Angels? Angels on Horseback. It's Angels on Horseback and Devils on Horseback. Either way, oh my God. one of us, but we have another thing where we fry oysters wrapped in bacon. Oh. And I'm talking about like Western bacon, wow. like American, like Perfect. smoked bacon. Ooh. So, People don't undersell the mix of seafood and, and meats. You know, it, it's, when you get it, you're like, oh, I get it, I get it, right? Um, don't get me wrong, like anything, you can screw anything up. You know, anything, you'd be like, well, it's supposed to be good, but it sucks, because you didn't cook it right. Right. You know, right. Um, or you added too much of this, or you got the wrong combination, or, all a part of the learning process. Yes, absolutely. Right? We gotta mess something up yeah. to make it better. Ooh, yeah. When I train my staff, you know, a lot of times people are like, the You know, you, I'm like, look, I try to be patient. And the only time I become impatient is when I'm like, stop making the same mistake, because I told you why that, you know, it's important it it's for right. being a teacher. Right. Like, I'm telling you why it doesn't work. And I understand that. I said, you're gonna, one day you're gonna burn this. Mm. Like making a roux, do you know what a roux is? Yeah. So making a roux. So for gumbos, I make darker roux. A lot of gumbos, they have darker roux. Definitely more than, definitely darker than tan. Yeah. Right? So I make to like a, a milk chocolate roux. Mm -hmm. So it looks like a candy bar. Right? But when you burn a room, you start over. Oh. You start, don't, you can't save it. You gotta start over. You, and you say the F word a lot. I know you're <laughs> publishing that stuff. Maybe some children or that Children, don't hear that. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, he didn't say it. <laughs> I didn't say it. Okay. But I think that, uh, and I'm like, okay, I mean, I burned a room, and I said, MF, MF, 
And, you know, the whole time, and I washed out my pot, I cleaned out my pot, I washed it out. <laughs> what is it? To paraphrase an old fraternity brother of mine, Eddie Clemens, his phrase was just, well, I guess you'll just have to be mad. <laughs> so I'm going to do this anyway. Right. Then I guess you're going to be mad. Uh, right. And so I kind of paraphrase it and go, you know, rather than continue, mm. I'm going to just have to be mad. Right. And start over. You know, or be mad and go to bed mm. and do it again tomorrow. Mm. Right. Depending on, you know. <laughs> do it, do it, do it. Um, oh, wow. We didn't yeah. start the fire. It was Actually, I did that to her once, and it was like that, and I went, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> she remembers. She's like, oh. I didn't think it was going to be, yeah, right. Okay. She handled that well. Yeah. I'd have been screaming, <laughs> trying to kick his ass. Right? Oh, my goodness. Well, so I think that. So all, I say all of that to say that that surfing term mm. is, you know, people, they, they, they think it's a little strange, especially... Um, people for like, um, you remember Alicia, right? Yes, yes, yes. So, she's Caribbean. So, she would get the roast beef sandwich sometimes. Wow. So, one day she got the surf and turf, and she didn't know. She was like, you know, we don't do this in my culture. It's either meat or seafood. Right. It might be on the same plate, but it's not the same dish. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's right? That's right, that's right, that's yeah, right, that's right. 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 And some people are like, don't touch DKD if you touch it. Right. You know, right. But she had it, she was like, I said, when she was done, I said, what's up? And she goes, I don't know why I waited so long to order that. <laughs> I should have known if you put it on the menu, it was going to be all right. Right? Right? Because you, you tried right. it. Right. And I'm going to tell you, you still recording? Yeah. I, I, we're going to stop recording yeah. at the 30 minute mark in 45 seconds. Okay, so let me say this. Yeah, say it. To all of you listening, don't go to a restaurant and obviously openly make faces. If there's something that's unfamiliar to you, if there's something that is strange to you, remember, if it wasn't any good, it wouldn't be on the menu. The menu. That's right. Yeah, right, yeah. You know, so there are people that eat it. There are people that enjoy it. Um, it's not going to make them sick. Uh, it's not going to make you sick. Give it a try. You know, or not. But I <laughs> don't make any basis. Right, and don't, don't, it's, 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 it's not right. I mean, yeah, I understand that people have that kind of thing going on, but that's the deal. And that's you know, a chef's request. Don't make any faces when you go to the restaurant. Seriously. Oh, you can make a face and go, wow. Make the wow face. <laughs> right? Don't make the eel face. You didn't tell these people your name. Tell them your name. Tell them your name. Tell I'm CC Heidel. Right. I'm from New run, Orleans, Louisiana. Right. And you run which restaurant? I run a restaurant called Bistro New Orleans in, in Osaka. Uh, Osaka, Osaka, Japan. Right, right. And how can they find you? Um, you can find me on Facebook. Right. Again, Bistro New Orleans. Uh, you can find me on Instagram the same way. And you can find me personally on Facebook and Instagram. Instagram, I'm Jagumbo CC. J-A, Japan, Gumbo. <laughs> I like J-A, it. J-A, Gumbo CC. Right. Two initials. And again, on Facebook, I'm CC uh -huh. Heidel. CC, two initials, H-A-Y-D-E-L. All right. Thank you, CC. And thank always you. Always a me. pleasure talking to you. Always, always All a good time. Right. Talk to you guys yeah. later. Peace yep. out.